fabradiointernational.com. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Martin Unsworth. We're the editors of Starburst magazine. Hello. I said that like it meant something. It does um, mean something. <laughs> right. And well, that the magazine that, means something anyway. So. It definitely does. Um, that piece of music there was a tribute to the guy that the movie A Beautiful Mind was based on who died in a taxi crash with his missus the other day. I uh, can't remember his name and I'm not really that bothered about him, but you guys might be, so I thought I'd play that. Yeah. And if you're listening on podcast, it's even more confusing. Yeah, Russell Crowe, wasn't it? Russell Crowe's died in a taxi crash. Yeah, we kill everybody up on it. Bloody yeah. hell, can you believe that? Well, yeah, this is dedicated to Russell Crowe then, this show. I have no idea. <laughs> Didn't know it was him. I thought it was someone not quite as important in, in uh, pop culture terms, yeah, but uh, more academic. A, a bit more intelligent. Yeah, indeed. Well, I don't know. He's a bit of a... Have you seen him on South Park? Where he goes fighting round the world. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's great, that, isn't it? Russell Crowe, fighting round the world. Fight round the world. He fights his directors and he fights his fans. It's a problem no one understands. If there's two things he loves, it's fighting and... Fight round the world. Making movies, making music and fighting round the world. Russell Crowe. We're going to have lots of fun today as we travel all around and look for some good... Hey, what the hell do you think you're doing? You walked right through my shot, mate. Do you know who I am? Oh, excuse me, I was just... Oh, get up. Get up, you little pussy. Come on. Well, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it, kids? And, the, and yeah, it's good anyway. Yeah, well, they do a lot of... Uh... Special guests on there, don't they? They nail a lot of personalities, though, don't they? Yeah, they, so, you know, across most of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but they get they get the point. Yeah, yeah, they get it. Anyway, we're the official radio show of the world's longest running magazine. Blah 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 blah. I've not bought that one. Yeah, only saying we just say it every week. Cult entertainment. That's us. Yeah. Movies. We're a bunch know, of anything. cults. We are, and this week. You can join in by email like you can every week. And that is at studio at fabradiointernational.com. 
And I, d- I still looked at the board then to get the uh, to get it. You are a bit flustered. That's though. crazy, that isn't it? No, I'm dead hot actually, yeah. but I'm not taking this tie off. No, no, because it's been mentioned now. Yes, because <laughs> as we were leaving, the guys doing the rally Don't show. Don't whisper because you're on the radio. Oh, actually, he's not here, is he? No. And, and yeah, why am I saying? Why he's am I whispering? Got, he's probably got it on in the car. Yeah. Anyway, he, as I'm going, I just said, "Oh, it's a bit hot in here, isn't it?" He went, "Oh yeah, I bet you won't last the whole show with that tie on." Yeah, that's that's red rags of the bull. Bastard! Why did you say that? No, because I'm not doing it. I'm not giving in to him. Now you don't give him to anybody. No, let's be honest. I, I'm not. I'm not here to give in to people. Otherwise, yeah. you know, we wouldn't have done the mag in the first place. <laughs> it's, it's two fingers to everybody. Exactly. I I prefer to look at it as the magazine's a triumph of stupidity over common sense. Yes. Yes. So here we go. What can I say? Podcast of this show it's important that you have your chance to join the the starburst pantheon of heroes by giving us a review and then we'll read you out at some point we will we will name and shame you name and congratulate you for having great taste it depends which way you look at it yeah anyway that's what will happen um we our latest issue is out now and the digital version which you can get off our app which you can download from any digital platform um and it's available from magster.com as well yeah, and if you are on the high street going into WH Smiths and things like that for the magazine, mm. you really need to do it now because it's selling out in a lot of places. God, you know what I thought you were going to say then? What? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, um, put it to the front and put it in front of SFX. Well, that's obvious, isn't it, though? But Is that a given now? Yeah, that's that should be, you know. You see, there, there, there's that's you're not in the hero's pantheon, you sort of that's more like the trench work, that isn't it? Yeah, that's 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 just the that's the down and dirty stuff. Every single writer does that. I was doing it myself earlier on with the one copy that they had left in. Oh, thank god you said that bit because if someone had just tuned in, then it sounded like we were all doing something else. Good that, that, Lord. Yeah, we won't talk about that one. Absolutely not. But so, uh, yeah, it is selling out everywhere, so you really need to sort of get a move on, get it ordered off the website if you need to. Indeed. Do you know why? Do you know why uh, I'm I'm in a bit of trouble because uh, I'm not I'm not as well prepared. <laughs> oh, good Lord, what I'm about to say. I'm not as well prepared as usual. Oh dear. So yeah, everybody but, but at home that, now. That, that's an absolute. That, that's that, a behind the curtain. That's moment. a disaster. That isn't it. No, what I mean is. That's presupposing that it's really slick, usually. Yeah, but you mean you've you've not rehearsed like this. last week. When, I know, I know when... you, you weren't in early this morning for the our normal run through that we do. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, yeah, but but I had a very 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 good set of circumstances. You see, um, the as you know, my uh, our friend, you your friends now with um, Dawn and Steve. Dawn, Dawn, actually. Um, used to be on Coronation Street. She she played Tracy Barlow. Yeah. And um, she's uh, she's getting married tomorrow to one of my really 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 close mates that I've known from day dot. And he's Steve Wilson, and he's brilliant. He's and got a radio show on here. With, he uh, certainly has with, with Paul Rippers. Ripley on Sunday. Yeah. And yeah, he's a great guy, and they're getting married tomorrow. So it was Stag Do Saturday. It's the wedding tomorrow, but another friend um, had bought us tickets for, I think it was a birthday a while ago, um, and I had tickets to go and see Doctor Who Symphonic at Leeds, so I had to go there, quickly get back here do to do this, and then I'm literally leaving here, going to do some more work on the mag when I get home, and then away off on, on this wedding. But the Stag Do, I'd say Stag Do, they're normally, like, to me, I mean... 
depends what you're into, doesn't it? Um, mm. If you like all the traditional, uh, as I would say, uh, sitcom land, likely lads stag do yeah. type thing where, you know, chain pop, to a lamppost. Pop crawl, pants yeah, around the ankles. Yeah, all that stuff. No, that, that, that's your normal night, though, isn't it? So. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, well, it's when you're around, <laughs> tell you. There's no stopping you. And then the fight at the kebab shop. It's yep. always like a big recipe you've got yeah. going, isn't it? The, but, the fight is usually, no, I'm not eating that. Yeah, but Saturday, uh, I tried to tell you how, how I wanted it to be not crazy like that. And the other guy who's, who's his best man, me and him are, are close mates. He actually works on the magazine. It's almost like a family wedding. This. It is. It's very... Uh... everyone who works behind the scenes at Starburst is going to be um, involved in this. And we... and. Yeah, Jim, who does all our tech stuff, he was the best man. So we sorted out this stag do. So we kidnapped him at Strummer Camp, yeah, on Saturday. Oh, yeah, How can you can it, you describe Strummer Camp for someone who doesn't know what it is? It's a a lo-fi festival for crusties and wannabes, and then they occasionally have some great God, people on, like Steve Wilson. You're a really nice bloke, but sometimes God, them claws come out, don't they? <laughs> like I was, I just wanted a bit of a bit of a uh, knowledge to someone and you, the lo-fi comment where's well, that come from I this, think, I this think music they, they, crap they were, with you is they just... would take that as a compliment no they it, wouldn't it, it's non-commercial it's not uh, corporate right I have a theory on how all this works right where you, you know, John Robb's there involved he's, he's got to be good Hello, I'm John Robb. I'm at Strummer Camp. Shit, is he walked in? Yeah, he has actually. Um, <laughs> but we know him actually. He's a guy from Red Manchester. See, people who are not from Manchester won't know Everybody will know John Robb. Yeah. He, he's a very big guy in Manchester music scene. And if you're listening from the United States, just Google him and find out what he's yeah. all about. And uh, Google the membranes yeah. or Goldblade. Yeah. But I've got to say, but Goldblade, I've been, he's in a band called Goldblade that have been described as an emerging band since 1998. Yeah. <laughs> They're emerging from a pit. <laughs> yeah. So, do you know he might listen to this? He might do. So, he's going to track us down. I know he will. He, I'll bump it. I don't, he doesn't have to track... You don't, he doesn't have to track you down or you track him down. You're in Manchester. You will bump into him. Yeah. He's just a guy that that's everywhere. Um, Omnipresent. Yeah. He's a, oh, that's a great way of putting it. I'm going to use that as well. Mm. Just saying. But, yeah, so... Yeah, we sort of kidnapped him from this lo-fi crusty festival, and um, and what's the name of the band that Steve Wilson? Cornelius plays Crane. Yeah. And if you want to listen to Cornelius Crane, in fact, I should have put some on tonight, but they they don't do movie soundtracks, yeah. so that's even more cheating than normal. Yeah, and the yeah they're a great band anyway we kidnapped him and then we went I, I thought I had this all sorted out we'll go and watch stand up comedy for a few hours and then decide where to go on to and. What happened is we went to the Frog and Bucket Comedy Club and a a midget comedian came on. Um, Are now, we allowed to say midget? Um, no, it's actually Are you allowed to say midget? I, I can say it because I'm as offensive as I want to be. But. No, well, she was referring to herself as a, as a midget comedian on stage. That's fair so enough, that's then. why I'm using it. I know it should be little person and all that. But what had happened is she went outside and one of the guys that we were with um, poured a pint on her head by accident. 
because yeah. he didn't see her. Is that like her. by accident with No, with he commas. didn't see her. He turned around and tripped over her and then poured his pint on her head. And then she, <laughs> that's, and then, that's even worse, tripped over Then he came out. Well he it. came in and went, oh my God, I feel so bad, so bad. And he was mortified. And then he told us the story and went, oh God, right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that sounds awful. Bloody hell. And then she turned up on stage. And that was the last thing anyone was expecting. And she went through loads of these gags, yeah. Self-deprecating, believe me. And then the the worst, no one was laughing at the beginning because everyone felt really awkward. Yeah, and then there was just this one gag where everyone just couldn't help it. And she just went, I don't do it. She, first of all, she comes on stage and goes, look, I know I'm not what you're expecting. You didn't know I'd have, have ginger hair. Yeah. And then she just got, and then there was this gag where she goes, I don't do impersonations um, except for a T-Rex. And then we moved her little arms about. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh my, but everyone just couldn't keep it in any longer and just laughed like mad, which is what she wanted anyway, because um, she won't be doing it otherwise. Yeah, and not and a, then, a beer shower. I know. And then she go, does did the, um, oh, I, I don't wear Tampax. Um, I keep tripping over the string. And for some <laughs> reason, that, that the room erupted. And it was one of them. And then we ended up, uh, he said, I want to go just to some random pub anywhere. Got in a thing went to random pub and it was a BMP pub brilliant and it's exactly what happened on my stag do years ago with Chris <laughs> when me and him and we were in this place and we didn't realise it was a BMP pub it was in Blackpool I guess that should have given us a 50-50 yeah, yeah. chance it might be and it was unbelievable night there was all the weird stuff on the wall about kick him out send him back all the rest of it and then a load of skinheads came up and started headbutting a punch bag machine and Which then, is what uh, you're supposed to do, yeah, I, I, apparently, yeah. On the outside, we were flyered um, before we went in there. We were flyered for the BMP candidate for Blackpool. Yeah, that not give it away. No, because someone was on the corner flyering, and I just thought, oh, they're flyering for BMP at this time of night. That's crazy, that isn't it for elections. And then they give us a ticket to get in the uh, Crazy Scots bar. So we go in the crazy Scots bar. Does that then, mean there's there's Scots people who are crazy? Um, I'm there? not the. I haven't met any really legitimately Scottish people in there. To be honest, it's oh. it's got a picture of someone in a kilt dancing in a crazy way outside, and it's playing the sort of music you'd probably get in hell um, mm. inside. Anyway, like you're country. you're out and about with some guys, and you're trying to have a bit of fun. We we were staying at a a, a boarding house which had been three boarding houses built all the walls knocked through yeah so so nothing matched up and it was like a real life fun house yeah, yeah? <laughs> unintentionally and, and no one could get in and out of this place on the on the front of blackpool it's the worst place i've ever stayed in my life yeah my best man he says to me oh um you know so what what do you think and i went look and i thought i'll try and make him feel better i went look you're booking these things online you don't know how bad they're gonna be i get it you know just chill out and all that and he went yeah i mean you know um i, I was a bit worried you know when i came up and had a look around it and booked it and i went you came here and booked it <laughs> that was the shot <laughs> light fittings falling off the wall with sparks everywhere um you'd walk around a corner and there'd be some people that were in a cheap room that had no door and they just asleep uh, on a bed. I bet you've never seen that no. before because I definitely hadn't. Yeah, um, uh, you weren't prepared to give him a pass until then. <laughs> I no, everything was wrong. I mean, even the I've got to say that the lift um, takes you up at 
three or four inches a minute yeah right and then finally it gets to the floor and it does a weird thing where it jerks up and down the doors open and then it spits you out (laughs) shoots you forward it sort of jerks yeah nothing could describe this place yeah it's it's like a yeah it's an unintentional funhouse like i say three separate properties and the guys just obviously bought one then gone oh this was all right bought another then bought another and then going oh let's knock it into one big hotel but none of the corridors match up quite. So it's kind of like, you know, when lifts are between floors, yeah. yeah. And, and you have to got, go out of a little slot. Yeah, and people are like squeeze. People are a bit bigger of girth. We're trying to squeeze sideways to get through corridors, the gap, <laughs> the, gap the adjoining bit. And I'm like, God, this is a, a nightmare. But yeah, um, yeah, crazy Scots bar, back to that. I get it flyered. And then I went in the pub and then... Wilson nudged me, Steve Wilson, whose wedding it is tomorrow. He, he nudged me, and he got, and why we're not talking about movies? It's all gone mad, this, yeah, isn't it? No, it's anyway, he's gone and uh, nudged. Where to avoid? Yeah, he's gone and um, he nudges me, and I went, well, "What's up with you?" And I'm looking around, you, and he nudged me again, and I went, "Christ, what's up with you?" And then I looked, and, and he pointed to the the um, barman, and I went, "He looks familiar, doesn't he?" Yeah, he does look familiar. Uh, who is? Do you know him? Like, because he knows a lot of people. Because yeah. he's he's in a band and he gigs yeah. everywhere. So I just thought it was someone he thought I'd know. And then he passed me the flyer for the BMP candidate for Blackpool. And it was him. And it was him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I get it. So that's why they're on the corner flying for the BMP yeah. candidate and for this bar. And there we go. And we were there for a few hours, and Chris was horrified. I can imagine. And the same thing happened again on Saturday by accident. And we ended up at a lock-in in that place and we were trying to escape. And the guy <laughs> kept coming over going, are you the stag to, to Steve Wilson? He goes, here's a drink. And he went, no, it's all right, mate. We're just going out. You're having a drink. <laughs> and it went on for a bit. There were three sandwiches that were positioned underneath a little cover. It was like beginning a Raiders with that yep. thing that he grabs you. Yeah? And I was expecting it. And Paul Ripley, who owns a radio station, he he, um, he was obviously on this with us. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm starving, but I'm scared of what happens. And I went, Oof, I'm having no deal with it. So he went and lifted it up and took it. And I was looking for the, sto- the stone ball yeah. to start. <laughs> but that that was it. So that was, um, that was what happened then. And now we're obviously tomorrow's the the big day but that's why i was in a, a bit of a rush and then it was it was doctor who this um, in leeds yeah which was quite good you but we're adding to that later yeah, yeah I, I certainly can it's uh it was all right actually but uh, peter davison was uh comparing so we'll go into that a little uh, bit yeah, later that's something for people to look forward to i know so we haven't we have to discuss something to do with the mag just that... for one minute we've got one minute before we go to break yeah so talking about the uh the dinosaur woman oh T-Rex. nice link yeah nice uh, link the latest issue is jurassic world yep and there is a t-rex in it and indominus rex yeah this... actually do you know what the, the the part of they fixed the genetic defects of of the t-rex and it doesn't have them arms anymore oh well you see so that's a gag gone oh I know she won't be able to tell that gag after this is took career, um, career will be gone now if this takes a billion at the box office uh, she'll be rewriting all that yep but we've got the uh, we've got a bit of uh, T-Rex sex in it as well haven't we oh yeah we have yeah it's a good article well I hadn't heard about this genre shall we say until as 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 always happens in the office our our lovely Shauna 
comes in and introduces us to another facet of life that we've not yeah, uh, that we've been sheltered from yeah and how can you describe it's 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 not it's dino erotica yeah i think that's the, that's the term that they're being banded about so you buy these books off amazon and they're all about girls who they're, they're just all on the kindle because it's well they get they get off on uh, they get off with a dinosaur do they yeah and they have a bit of okey pokey yeah, yeah? Oh, is there a better phrase for it with us? Um, I don't know. They have a bit of Jurassic um Jurassic porking. pork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, same time we yeah. got that one. There we go. But but have you read one? No. Honestly. Not, I, not I enough pictures see, in them. I can't see the writing being top notch. No. I've uh, I'm interested, you know, and might even, you know. Yeah. But the covers are amazing, and if you haven't bought the mag, um, you should be buying it anyway. Yeah, you should you should be buying it anyway. But yeah, it's worth getting just for the pictures of these covers because I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I thought it was a joke. No, you know, yeah. when I thought when the first one, she went, "Oh, have you seen all this stuff?" Yeah, and I went, "This cannot be serious." There's it people really are works buying on this. The page, God grief! Yeah, di- di- yeah, dino. Is it dino erotica? Is that yeah. the phrase? Yeah, I think that's the. I like the to phrase. have a. I like to have the genre nailed. You know, yeah. so that and we they can like have... to have the women nailed. Oh yeah, yeah. So, are we going to have a regular section in the magazine, and what's it going to be called? Because we've got the blue box section. So what's this um, then? I said Star Trek. If that when the minute that comes back on TV, we've got the saucer section. Yeah. Um, what about this then? The saucy section. It's not, though. That's too generic. That could cover anything. We could just put sitcoms from the 70s in it. Well, that'd be fine. That's like my... your favourite curry and chips. <laughs> you need to have a look at that, by the way, if you've not seen it. Yeah. He loves you, it. You can even put a little clip in on the podcast so people can be introduced to it. If you and... dare. Come round my house again. Want to know why I don't go to church? Silly old duffer. Well, why should I, why the hell should I go around this church? Sit, sit on our bench, kneel on our board, listen to all this twaddle, and then afterwards you've got a banging. Yeah. Oh, mate, sooner spend my money in here. Get better value. Far better value. Yeah. He says to me, he says, you don't go to church, he says, and you won't go to heaven, he says. I says to him, I says, stick you ever, mate, stick it, because I don't believe in it, see? And another thing. If it was true, we'd be no better off up there than we are down here. You mark my words. It'd be the same for us up there as it is down here. You mark my words. You mark my words. Oh, and God. Tell... Look what the cat's dragged in. Hello, Tom, young dick. Hello, you Tom, know, young um, dick. Hello, Tom, dick. Kevin O'Grady. <laughs> Kevin or what? Supposed to be Irish. Oh, yeah? Uh, which part of Ireland are you from? Bird Cook? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Pakistan. Pakistan's not in Ireland. Pakistan's in bloody India, mate. Oh, no, Pakistan is not in India, mate. Pakistan's in bloody Pakistan, mate. <laughs> and I did. So there you go, I'm yeah. committed now. Pop yeah. committed to putting <laughs> it in when it, it goes on out me. on podcast. Um, yeah, it's funny, though. I read a, um, I read the comment to Johnny Spate, who wrote it. He wrote mm. um, Till Death is Due Part. Yeah. And he's going, I can't understand that anybody was... They don't get that this was intelligent and that it was actually just poking fun at people who were uh, racist and all that. Them, a lot of them were that time. Oh. Yeah, this went over the line, though, this one, didn't it? 
Well, the lines I there f- even be- I think that, and I'm, I don't give a monkey's, but I, yeah, I, but I, I think a lot of this is overblown because people get bored and need something to criticise and, and people rip down. Have but- nev- they were not there at the time. They don't remember the the circumstances that these things were were rebelling against. It was a rebellion. It wasn't laughing at the people. No. Uh, you know, particularly um, the Afghani stuff. You know, it was a proper bigot, and he was. You're that, not, you were not meant to say, "Yeah, right on." You're meant to go, "What a prat." Well, you know, I. And he was a Tory. Yeah, the Afghan that was a Tory, the, a Tory, um, a working class guy that voted Tory, and that's what that that's the, the whole joke was how stupid some bigoted individuals are, and it, it ripped it to bits. I love that show um, for that. It's actually very intelligently written, and so was in sickness and in health because mm. that looked at the post facture situation, yeah. and so it moved it on a bit. But sadly, when he died, I say I met, I was so lucky. I I met. Um, I say he's not passed on, Mike, for God's sake, but he's not yeah. doing a lot at the moment because he's, he's getting on a bit, and by God, he's entitled to take it easy now. Um, Warren Mitchell, mm. he appeared at FAB, and he, he was absolutely amazing. He was brilliant, and I was actually at the Yang Sing when he kicked off with him. In, in, and, you know, there is a little bit of that character in him, <laughs> and it, when he was ripping into this girl because she started going, he started going... Um, they have this big thing at the um, Yang Sing in Manchester. Now, if you live in Manchester, it's this Chinese restaurant, and here's your food news. They start. They started the whole idea of having like um, buffet things where you could go help yourself. This was about twenty odd years ago, where it wasn't happening anywhere. Where you could just go, oh, I'll pay twenty five quid, and then I get they bring you a load mm. of stuff all at once set, and they have this massive snobbery about we don't do Peking crispy duck now you somebody out there explain that to me I have no idea why that's so offensive but they do and he just he just went ballistic because she said he said he just happened to say do you do uh, a Peking crispy duck and this young girl goes no 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 um, we don't possibly do that that sort of stance Mm. a bit like trying to get a drink in Mojo in Manchester if you've (laughs) ever been in Um, and it's where yeah I asked for a can of Red Bull with Chris in there mm. and uh, and literally he turned round and just went we can't possibly serve energy drinks in here. <sighs> That's actually what he said to me, and I thought you absolute dick. And then he came for a job at Fab. <sighs> he did literally six months later he turned up there for a job. And I, I just happened to be in when uh, the manager was interviewing him. And I went, oh, can I have a quick word about this? The, the beer's a little bit flat. And then took him to one side and I, I explained and he went, oh, God, right. Because <laughs> that ain't going to work in that place, no, is it? That's no. sort of, you're lucky, if the, you're lucky if you get what you've actually asked for. <laughs> it's a bit harsh, isn't it? But, but you get it with a smile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what was it? Where was it then? He was in well, the yeah, Chinese. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, he just went ballistic because he, he said, um, simmer down. And she went, oh, no, I'm just explaining. We don't do we do not do Peking crispy duck and all that. And he went, yeah, okay, I've asked for something that's not on the menu. Mm. And you just say, oh, sorry, sir, we haven't got that, but we've got this, instead of lecturing me about how wrong I am for wanting it in the first place. And I, that was actually a pivotal moment for me because I, I thought, yeah, that's literally what the problem is when you're getting insulted isn't it yeah. that, that it's not 
it, it, the the borderline is if you are actually asking for something that they don't want. Like like for example, if someone emails in tonight and says, "This music you're playing, can you play something?" chart music or whatever yeah because yeah. i'm enjoying listening to you shooting the breeze but i don't like the music and you you go there's a difference between me going um oh you're an absolute imbecile you don't get it you're a moron or yeah. me going yeah i'm sorry we but we're reviewing it, films and it's a film we, show yeah, you get film yeah, music boom. and there's the borderline and he, he sort of got it but god he ripped her a new one he would he went to town on her and then she apologized and then um, later on a manager come over and he'd he'd seen him before and he 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 was all dead happy and all that and then all of a sudden the girl comes over later on and she's being really super nice so it's obvious that he'd gone do yeah. you know who this guy was yeah. back in the day and you've been treating him like that just because he wanted something we haven't got on the menu yeah and because you found it offensive or whatever yeah 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 you know what I mean it's it's just weird isn't it thought you say he, but he he was happy he had ostrich there you go insight there's celebrity insight for yeah. you Alf Garnet likes ostrich it could have been lobster oh I've, oh right, lobster worthy versus ostrich worthy. Yeah, it's That's pretty. A new scale, oh god, you know, similar price and everything. Going to have a think about that. In fact, you know, we'll probably have a think about this this little uh, conundrum while we have a quick break. The fear of the year is here. Doctor Black and Mister Hyde, a monster he could not control, have taken over his very soul. A screaming demon rages inside, turning him into Mister Hyde, an unstoppable Black Superman, super strong, supernatural, and super bad. His punch can topple a skyscraper. His kick can split the earth in two. More destructive than an earthquake. Mightier than a tidal wave. A one-man disaster area. Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde, when you're seeing what ain't, you're looking at a haint. Shot full of lead and he still ain't dead. Jump back, Jack, for your skull is cracked. Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde, starring Bernie Casey, Rosalind Cash, Stu Gillum, directed by William Blackula Crane. Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. So bring your mama, she'll like it too. Steve Speed Shop is a place to discuss, debate and just waffle on about old and interesting motors, mainly, but not exclusively, of the internal combustion variety. We'll have auction reports, buyer's guides, show previews and restoration stories to inspire, excite and occasionally terrify. That's Steve Speed Shop with me, Steve Berry, here on Fab Radio International. Anything that rocks with Paddy O'Hare. Embrace the alternative across the world 24 hours a day. This, this is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And I think we have got a couple of emails. So if I do the emails and then Martin deals with. Twitter. The Twitties. That's a good thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Helen C says, I really want to come to Fab Bar now. I might order duck. 
<laughs> yes, we if if we had anything other than fish finger sandwiches, yep. um, then you'd that have might to be possible. Yeah, no fish finger sandwiches. That's yeah. the thing. Fish and, finger. And, what is it? Fish finger Fridays, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the nut posh ones. Yeah, I know. And and in the past, we've also sometimes served Farley's rusks. Yeah, you can get a fab noodle, I think. Yeah, oh, fab cafe um, does not pretend to be a restaurant yeah. in any way. Space yeah. Raiders um, and. Uh, Chow mein, yeah, Vesta chow mein, yeah. with them crispy noodles, yeah. It it basically does super noodles, yeah. Silly, um, silly stuff from the seventies, eighties, yeah. you know. Um, JC crispy duck and pancakes. Oh God, he sent he sent us a. Um, it's actually a menu. Sorry, a uh, recipe. God, I'm doing what I did last week, but a variation. I'm substituting words for for letters. Right. Yeah. That speech impediment, by the way, happened in the office before. It did, yeah. Yeah, it started, but it's gone away now, thank God. Um, I've got a drench. (laughs) Martin, give me a a cranberry and raspberry drench. Yeah, not a denge. No, it sounds like denge, doesn't it? You're not having a good suck on a denge. Except that I'm enjoying this. Yeah. (laughs) So, what's happening on Twitter? On Twitter, we've got a wonderful question from uh, our good friend Victor Vartex. Uh, David Geldard, uh, just to reveal his secret identity. Yeah. Uh, what do we think are the best or essential 50s sci fi movies? To me, two that knock it out of the park, right? Um, number one, um, it, I'll give you the two sort of, they're sort of blockbusters of their era before there was a blockbuster. Um, I think, and, and you're going to be annoyed because I bet. These were on yours, and I just got <laughs> I, in first. I think the problem is essential is we're going to have similar things. I yeah, think. yeah. I'd say War of the Worlds, and a um, little tidbit about that, obviously, is that um, it's that prolific, that movie, that, that that's a movie that was a movie that inspired people that made the movies that inspired later on. Yeah. I mean, Steven Spielberg couldn't get over that alien in that that much that he based E.T. on yeah. that alien in that the scene big fingers yes and, yeah. and the whole thing I personally I mean uh, if you were if you think about War of the Worlds at the time George Powell made it and if you think about it it must have been a tremendous disappointment to people that were massive fans of the novel War of the Worlds War yeah. of the Worlds was held up there as one of the definitive sci-fi novels of, of the time mm-hmm. and I think part of it is this this uh, sort of judgment call that that's taken that has been taken differently over generations where they're written at a time and then later on they become more successful than yeah. they were at the time they were produced. So then you're given a, an option of, well, do we always place it in that period or not? Um, great example, Sherlock Holmes. Do They were all set at the turn of the century in the Jack the Ripper era Victorian London and then at one point they just decided um, no we're going to update it to World War 2 yeah when Universal took over the uh, the series yeah Yeah, which was crazy because normally there's some weird convoluted um, explanation but they just started by saying yes Sherlock Holmes continues to fight Nazis in modern day and and he looks exactly the same because they kept kept, uh, Basil Rathbone yeah I know and that was it so that was it Um, George Powell decided 
the other um he decided the other way i mean like i say the sherlock holmes um movies at the beginning they they did the whole very fateful adventures of sherlock holmes um uh hound of the baskervilles all set at the jack the ripper victorian era that you were expecting and then they jumped it forward so they did at least start out in that period but george powell went no this doesn't need to be set then this is a story that could be at any time same as like Stephen Moffat went well Sherlock Holmes could be set now we just update everything yeah and it yeah. works um I'm not sure that the time period offended people as much as it possibly offended them by moving it from England mm. to America because it was a very different sort of saga and it had a different um, feel to it, didn't it? Especially yeah. with the London... I think the London set in Victorian England suited War of the Worlds brilliantly. Yeah, because you, you could picture the, the architecture, you could yeah. picture the yeah. surroundings. Yeah, and I think people, since George Powell, but, but I've got to say, give George Powell credit where credit's due, this was a massively successful film, mm. and the best thing about a sci-fi blockbuster, because as much as I would like, and Martin would like, and all of you guys out there would love them, people to just make movies that don't make money, but we love, because they're true to being sci-fi yeah. and a bit clever and whatever, they they have to make money or they can't continue to be funded. So George Powell's movie, even though it deviated massively, massively from from the book, um, was a massive hit across all levels. It was a massive hit. It was a mainstream hit. And I say it was the one of the, not the main one, but it was definitely sowing the seeds of the modern blockbuster. Yeah. I think Jaws was the first modern blockbuster. That was the the, the, the the summer blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this was, in its way, that crossover movie that, like Star Wars was, that manages to be science fiction, but isn't just for geeks, it's for yeah. everybody. And, and let's face it, any movie that makes over um, doubles on a beyond, which is the, the studio sort of um, equation on this, the studio they look at, well, we want to double our money and a bit more, and then it's a massive movie. As long as they keep doing that, they'll keep making them, and it's a massive property. And you have to remember that they have their advertising budgets as well, which they lump on Mm. top of that, so it's not just the budget for the film. There's always It's almost just enough as well. So, yeah. War of the Worlds. I'll take a punt here, and I'm going to say War of the Worlds, there wouldn't have been a Star Wars without that showing previously Mm. that sometimes these things can be commercial as well as have integrity yeah. the second one that I'd put in the mix because I'm done with that War of the Worlds we're on to the next one This and these are the two that spring to mind but the 50s were a very fertile period for this and people now and a lot of kids now they uh, they could do worse than sit and watch them if they can get behind the special effects and just ignore some of that and yeah. look at the story look at some of the other ideas that are going on um i'd say when worlds collide and another josh pal yeah another one maybe i'm just obsessed with that guy but yeah. he's, he's your some, pal he was my he he's my proto uh, lucas slash spielberg yeah, he, i think he certainly was yeah. he, he he is the guy that without him i don't think there'd have been any of these other movies and the 50s uh, brought in all of this and i think that 
uh, when worlds collide it, it has been remade as um, as as you know with i i feel it's been remade in sort of spirit yeah. with um, with some of these apocalypse movies yeah. but the best one um, what is it um, impact Oh, sudden! Uh, not sudden impact. That was the dirty Harry one. Bloody uh, um, deep impact. Yeah, the one with uh, Morgan Freeman yeah. as the president. I'm just having one of them nights where that we always have, where things fly yeah. out of my head when I need them. Um, wow, that's a that's. A, I say you won't be surprised if I've got something wrong with me, will you? Alzheimer's <laughs> or something. It just I just titles like last week and and Mad Max. You know what's it called? Shit. Mad Max wait a minute, shit. wait, Could no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, because Shauna gave me a way of remembering this. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I've got a problem with this title. Um, well, Wasteland. Yeah. My God, what she did worked. Because there's a mm. wrestler that Shauna knows that these wrestlers come on stage and they go, welcome to the Wasteland. It's Mad Max Wasteland. Yeah. But why am I having problem with that? Yeah, I tried to tell somebody else today. I tried to remind you mm. about it tonight and it went again yeah I called it Mad what was it I renamed Mayhem. it May- Mad Max Mayhem I told someone it was called why yeah. is they're this they're going to steal that now and that's going to be the title good god it's, it's, it's yeah it's a good job I can't get sacked in it it's just <laughs> ridiculous um, so yeah um, I think When Worlds Collide is, is a great film it actually it. I mean I don't know what it must have been like back then because I watched that at the time and I remember as a kid watching this and being all really affected by it now imagine actually watching it as say 13, 14 years old back then mm-hmm. yeah and this film is the epitome of the, the complete reverse of the shitbag shuffle yeah it doesn't cop out in any way no there's Move, no yeah. there's, there's no sort of like sudden yeah. sweep coming in and saving yeah. the world and... yeah like like Invasion of the Body Snatchers they, they had bad press screenings and decided oh we're going to alter the end so the world isn't just taken over and it's over with and they had it's still nebulous but at least it left it open to the fact that everyone's aware of it and they might get them under control yeah Mm. but at the end of the original version it's all gone everyone's a body snatcher everyone's a pod person yeah um now this film yeah it just went for it earth's gone boom gone yeah brilliant um there's a few weird holdovers from that era aren't they like the you know the the main hero character yeah you're supposed to believe that he, he's this so irresistible to women yeah that women are literally he just looks at them and they're just falling at his feet literally yeah. and then cigarettes hanging out from his mouth oh yeah that and all everybody hey, they're even were they not actually smoking on the ship when they were uh yep. actually taking off i, I love i love watching Wowzers. old films with autopsies because oh, they're God, all there yeah. smoking around the autopsy mm, room. Mm. <laughs> Completely contaminating the evidence. Yeah. You no, know, like like you think about it, um, Columbo, like I say, Columbo contaminated pretty much every murder case he was on. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, the reality of all this, like, oh, and don't get me started on these uh, these ones that really wind me up where they've no right to be there, like the heart to heart. And, and Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Fletcher. Oh, Jessica Fletcher is guilty of perverting the course of justice on <laughs> every episode that she's in. But the police go to her and say, what do you think, Jess? No, they wouldn't, though, would they? They'd, just, they'd go, what's this old woman doing, poking about, doing this? It's, Arrest her. Lock her up. Agatha Christie's fault. I know. 
So, so you end up with that that situation, and it's it's kind of um, it's it's one of them. And and yeah, what can you say? It's yeah. part of the era. And, and back to when worlds collide. Yeah, there's every single thing you're expecting from that out that really out of it era. It's yeah. all there, isn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I think I will add to that one because uh, they're your two. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But give them, give them some credit to where we saw it. Oh, oh, God, yeah. We saw it at Corner House recently. Yeah, yeah we in, did. In 16mm. Actually in a cinema on 16mm. Yeah, we projected. Saw it, who are now home, by the way. Yeah. And I don't mean they've not come out today. I mean they, uh, <laughs> they're actually at home on First Street in yeah, Manchester. And, it, and they're still going to be putting stuff like this if on. If they can do, keep on doing stuff like that, they have got the... They've got thirty-five yeah. millimeter projectors, and they've got the the scope to do yeah. that, the cinema scope to do that. Do yeah, like that one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're on it tonight, aren't you? You're on fire. Where was this last week when we couldn't remember the names of films yeah, it's and just, stuff? It's too hot in here. They're always oh, on it fire. Is. It's very hot in here. Uh, but yeah, that was a big one. And uh, the day the earth stood still. Oh my word. Yeah, have you beat me there? I think you might have because that's really important. That one. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's, that's really not so important. much about. I mean, there's a big robot in it, and it's great, but that is more about just making people think about the the bigger issues. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I um, I, I, I mean that film. I'll be honest with you. It's a it's a. How can I put this? You know my phrase about when you've been led to believe a certain thing by either the advertising campaign or the trailer, and I call yeah. it being skylined. Yeah. Because that to the to to the day I die, I don't think you'll beat that. From a, you watch the trailer and you go and see the film, and the film, yeah, you the trailer is literally everything you needed to see about the film. It's yeah. completely conned you, and it's being skylined and. It never gets any bigger. There's a little bit of skylining going on in Day the Earth Stood Still because the 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 the, uh, the Earth stood stands still for about um, thirty minutes. seconds in a lift. I think is it about is it ten minutes? I think or two minutes. Bollocks! Or like that. It's not that long at all. Do you want to do this? We'll do it on air. We'll do it on air. We'll play. I think it. It's meant to be right. We'll but play they, obviously, it. in the, the the scope of the film, they don't do it for that long. Yo, you but. can't do that to me, right? You can't <laughs> do that to me. It's how long is the film devoted to the actual title of the film? Yeah, yeah. yeah but but yeah. on every other level, it's a classic. It's, it's absolutely it's, it's a brilliant, genuine classic, and one of the best robot designs of all time. Yeah, even though it's simple. Yeah, and you can see his legs crinkling when he's walking. Yeah, I know. Well, that's because it's flexible metal from the future. Ah, not that's be- right. Not, not because, because he's it's f- just no. got pants on. Foam. <laughs> Foam he's wearing, I think. I think you'll find. Oh. Go on then, say it. Say what? Say it. Oh, Klaatu Barada Nikto. Klaatu Barada Nikto. There you go. And you all know what that means. Yep. Well, and if you don't, why are you why are you listening yeah, you to this go, show? Go for? and rent the film, not See? the Keanu Reeves one. Okay. Please. Right. Oh my God, that right. Let's just quick two seconds on that before we've got to go for a break, and then um, we can come back with your other one. Yeah. Right. But but go on quickly on the remake oh, of God. that Bobbins. Why was it so bad? Uh, because they had no idea about what made the first original film so good. What made it so good? It was intelligent. It was about sort of looking after the planet and not just 
It was actually. It was a green movie, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, yeah. A bit like Silent Running, yeah. which is a seven. If you were having this question about the seventies, that'd be there with two thousand and one. Oh. Well, no, two thousand one sixties, but yeah. certainly that. I think the sci-fi was on fire between again uh, on hard sci-fi at a golden era or a silver era, whatever way you want to look at it. From um, hard sci-fi, nineteen sixty-seven through to. 1975-ish, you know, and you had your THX 1138, your Dark Star, which is a comedy, but it's actually hard sci-fi if you look at what it's saying. And and, and 2001, which is a film I've yet to see beaten for the effect it has on me when I watch it. And I mean that. I just just watch it and go... straight to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) How can you even do that as a gag? You can't even do it as a gag. That's terrible. But anyway, well... We're going to have a uh, oh oh, but they did slip Clatu Barada Nicto in. Oh yeah, but but in a weird weird sort of cut. It was scene. almost like as if a wink yeah. to the audience. Well, and... no, and it, it wasn't actually that funny, was it? No. But there you go. Right. Well, we're going to uh, have a see if we can get some news and find out what's actually happening on on planet Earth in in the now. Yeah, if and, we've been invaded. Yeah, indeed, absolutely. And we will be back after we have a little bit of real world. Four four. Seven eight. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Hand of the hand of the hand of Throg. Taking you on a fantastic voyage through the decades of progressive rock, psychedelia, fusion, and a whole host of other weird stuff. Every Saturday, 8 till 9 p.m., only on FabRadioInternational.com. Tiger Lounge, the bar that's home to all things kitsch. 5 Cooper Street, Manchester. Embrace the alternative with Fab Radio. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Boom. Here we go. We were on... We were halfway through yes. the uh, essential 50s sci-fi films. Yes, indeed. Are we going to do a, a rundown of what we've had so far and just take another 20 minutes? No, we won't. No, I... I because I, we're I, not proper DJs. Yeah, I... And we sus- haven't got that music in the background. I suspect that that might be uh, a bridge too far, that one. Oh, that we can't, is, do, we can't good, do that. good war movie, that one. It is, it's a war movie, we can't cover it. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's great. Three hours long. Isn't it? Do you like these movies like that era, like like Tower and Inferno? I all, do. I love. I love the Tower and Inferno. They've got massive um, ensemble casts. Yeah, that you don't get it anymore. Do you? The Longest Day, the another war film. That was yeah. that was a amazing star-studded cast. You just don't get it anymore, do you? No. I'm but just saying. Unfortunately, no. all of them are dead. So we sound like old guys whinging, don't we? Oh, yeah. everything's um, changed. But we're oh. actually just old guys. And hang on, though. Wait a minute. I'm saying you don't get it anymore. You did with Ocean's Eleven remake and Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen. Yeah, they had that sort of feel as well. And the Expendables. Oh, the Expendables. But I've not seen all of them. Yeah. So I feel really bad. I'm going to have to watch them, aren't I? Because I can't do my job properly if I'm commenting on them well, and I've not seen them. You, you can't know, slag them properly. off if you haven't seen them. No, I don't. I try so, not to. So you've got to at least see them, then you can slag them off. Listen, you're talking to the guy who saw the entire um, debacle that is yeah, Twilight. 
start <laughs> to finish i saw them all i hung in there i did my best yeah i i had to see them as well so yeah so so though um it all it, the first movie you're just sort of puzzled aren't you because you you with twilight you just go oh wait a minute i don't see what all the fuss is about but everyone's dead excited so maybe there must be something behind this yeah yeah it's because you've and read then, the book yeah oh don't get my blood boiling on that one <laughs> i think we've done that one to death i think everybody on here knows do not bring that yeah, up it's, it's the new bingo square yeah it really is yeah have you read the book you haven't no sorry you have judgmentally you haven't read the, the book, book with a you yeah. emphasized yeah like my your view's not important yeah. no looking um, down the nose but the second one um was just so shit it's untrue and the way that that the, the story and the fact that he just gets, goes oh i've got to go away from you and yeah. not be with you and all that and then that montage of the passing seasons through the window yeah that is, was so twee it was so it's the funniest thing outside so of air- <laughs> i like that it's the funniest thing outside of an airplane film isn't it yeah and it, yeah. If, if it was in the airplane film you'd go oh that's a bit too far yeah, it was ridiculous anyway. Let's get on to the... Anyway, the, the meat and veg. The other one. The other of your 50 uh, sci-fi. There's a couple like. I could choose. I'd probably go, though, for Forbidden Planet. Mm. Uh, Without which there would be no Star Trek. Yeah. Absolutely, that's... And again, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. yeah. Go back to... Yeah, there you go. Link, God, yeah. Grief, we're linking it all up tonight, yeah. aren't we? And the most, is it fair to say, one of, if not the most iconic Robots. robot designs yeah. ever that adorned our cover. Yeah, and fact. I think it was number one in our top 30 robots. Yeah, there you go. Having said that, I did compile the first. <laughs> Good God, though, you know, have you heard how, how, how pathetic it sounds? <laughs> Number one in our top robots. It was. It's, it's an iconic design. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm glad you. I'm glad you say that. That's good because I. I. I used to. I love that. And and clearly, Lost in Space robot. That was a yep. bit Direct, torso designed by that. the same person. Yeah, uh, Robert Kinsenko. Different. Different. Mm. Ed really wasn't it. Yeah. And, and, and you know. it had tracks for wheels uh, yeah. for feet. Yeah. Okay. But it's so it's a completely different robot. I but know. it was a similar sort yeah. of. Yeah. It was a bit, wasn't it? I yeah, mean, but people get them mixed up all the time. Oh, they do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also, they, they go, well, what was that one called? Yeah, and they it's go, called Robot. Robot. No, no, but what was it called? Robot. Yeah, no, that's exactly, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, or D9, if mm. you want to be really technical. But yeah, that was a very important film. Um, actually, special effects, when you look at the creature from the Ed, we, yeah. you can see its animation as it's breaking through the energy barrier, but it's still well done. Yeah, it, um, it works. It's not a bad film at all to watch now, and if you're showing it to kids, it's still accessible. It's not that slow. Um, in fact, yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a great film, and it is very much um, setting a template for the sort of Star Trek um Ship and a crew on a mission through space. Yeah, was it um, was it the Tempest? It was based on. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it, but but yeah, pretty loosely. Oh, very yeah. much so. Yeah. But yeah. but it, it's enough to make it look good. Does that make everything all right though? If you do that, oh, it's based on, on yeah. some Shakespeare play. Yeah, yeah, of course it does. But you just swap all the uh, guys out for things with rubber heads on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Work for Star Trek. It worked for Star Trek for quite some time, actually. Worked really well. Joe, mm. I deal with the emails. Well, we've got one more first off uh, Demonics. Oh, go on. He's given us uh, four, mm. which we've missed, but I've avoided. Oh, okay. Journey to the Centre of the Earth. 
Yeah, um, yeah, it is sci-fi, but mm. you know what? I, I not as essential. much as I enjoy it, it's not to me like. Yeah, it's an important film, but I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. it's enjoyable. Yeah, the yeah. Blob. This is oh the blobs. It's the fun. Blob, the blobs it's great, great soundtrack. Oh, the Blob is an amazing movie. It really is. I really. It's just like about Blu-ray as well. Yeah. So. Oh God! Yeah. What are you? Are you like? Have you I'm got like, a secret deal on the side. I've got a secret Amazon thing. Right. I see. <laughs> got a link in and sort of like you know buy it off my Amazon link. Right. I get it. And what else then? Uh, the Fly. Brilliant. Oh, the Fly. No, I'll give yeah. him that. Yeah. The Fly's great. Yeah. 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 And the Quatermass Experiment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hammer's first foray into... Yeah, uh, you, do you know what? He just needs genre. to... Just, we'll go. No, he can just come and run run it. Yeah, yeah. He's, just he, come, he's and di- come and take over. Kicked it out the park, that one. Yeah, come and take it. Take over. You've got it. It's all fine. Yeah. It's fine by me. So thank you, Mr. Demonics. Yeah, come and take over. Yeah. Your keys welcome. are at the door. Yeah. <laughs> no problems. So, back so, on emails. emails. Here we go. Kev, just heard that David Beckham will make his film debut in Man From Uncle. Would love to hear your views. Well, um, I would rather not say anything. He really... He can't... He can't act. He can't but, talk. But, but if there have been certain personalities that aren't, you know, very good at acting and being whatever, and if they are just themselves... I mean, here's the thing. He's not going to be, obviously playing himself because it's set in period time going back to what we were talking about earlier they've mm. taken the view of let's set um, let's set this man from uncle back in the era of the cold war and I think that's very that's sensible that's where it'll work yeah well I think it works well because of the two leads and, mm. and they're more at loggerheads and it's more unusual they're working together whereas now a we're Russian's not- working with an American yeah, it's we're, not we're more deal, used to the multicultural sort of working mm. place now, so I know I that was... friction isn't really as there as much. No, I know it, it was it was part of the shock of that, wasn't mm. it? That, that powered it. Um, David Beckham cannot talk. Martin's right. Are he can good? he can talk, but he just doesn't sound right. He talks like who was it on Coronation Street? He's got that um, that that um, the one that burnt to death when they had the uh, not burnt to death. He got uh, killed in the collapsing building or something when the tram hit the street. The Metrolink hit the uh, oh, it's not the street a few years ago. It's the one that he talks. He talks. He really silly and then, then, oh um, yeah. Uh, can't remember his name now. I'm, I'm not character. a big big soap fan. Yeah. So. But but there was a character on Coronation Ashley. Street. Ashley, that's him. Ashley off Coronation Street years ago. He's um, he talks like him. Got a daft voice. So I don't. don't David Beckham, extremely uh, cool guy. Um, the tattoos are getting a bit out of hand, if you ask me. But at the end of the day, he can do whatever he wants. He's, He's got enough money to do what he wants. But I've got to say this. Um, good God, you know I hate football. You know I hate all that stuff. But as role models go. He's been pretty clean, actually. And he's, uh, you know, when you see kids that are into football, are into all that sort of he, stuff. He does which seem is, to be, you know, that sort of person that, you know... Yeah, and, and I've got to give him credit. for that. Because certainly every other footballer is a complete wanker. Yeah. On every level. They cheat. They take drugs. They, you know... Uh, Rooney even cheats on his wife with a, a what is it, a 50-year-old or 60-year-old hooker? Yeah. Yeah. Good grief, you know. So no Beckham, 
Yeah, um, as long as it's not the lead role, I guess there could be worse things going on. It, it depends how they shoehorn him in. Yeah. Yeah, Denge says, nobody sucks me. Queers. Don't even really know what that means, Denge, but I'm sad, I'm, I'm sad to hear that well, you're not having a great night. Yeah. And, and you, never, you never know. I mean, there's... there's like I say, we're talking about these old hookers there, you know, these things you can do. We can get him a voucher. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mac. Mac's back. That sounds good. And, and, That's and like one of our shows, I And think. it's an in-depth one, yeah, as, yeah, as usual, and, and, and thought-provoking, which is good. Subject, World of the Worlds. It's a complete, a common complaint. Sorry, I'm doing that impediment thing. It's a common complaint that American adaptations of British novels lose the quintessential nature of their source in favour of something more glossy and marketable. That's certainly true of The War of the Worlds, the first attempt to put H.G. Wells' iconic novel upon screen and the first to come in the shadow of Orson Welles' groundbreaking radio play. It's not as tense as Wells' version or as enjoyable as Steven Spielberg's take, but it is a perfectly passable adaptation with a number of strong points. But... The thing is, a lot of people, it's more accepted, Matt, than, than that, that. I think the point is, at the time, this thing was seismically um, accepted by the masses. It was a very popular movie. Everybody was good. If you mm. went back to the year that was out, um, you would, if you can imagine when Star Wars was out, yeah, it's not far behind that. And yeah. everybody would have been running around. Have you seen War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds, and the kids in the playground? I always go off that. Yeah. If the kids in the playground are playing, play acting the movie and the characters, then wow, you've done it, haven't you? Yeah. And I think that War of the Worlds got that back then. And I don't think the remake got that. I don't think the one with uh, Tom Cruise was that popular. Personally, I thought it was all right. I it was, loved the it was ones. a fun little romp, but I loved the scene with the train going past on fire. That was mm. that was th- there was some cool imagery in it, but I don't know. It it didn't do it that much for me, and I, I don't find many people that have a lot of time for it. I sort of mention it. However, there's the one version that we're not discussing tonight. Oh yes, that I keep threatening to. Have, I'll have a screening at my place, or we'll put it on somewhere. Yeah, and, I think um, you've got a you bar know, that you know might be able to put it on. Yeah. You know the one. I do. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the company? Um, is it the? It wasn't the asylum, was it? It was. No, the, it wasn't. It was a a cheap company that put together the rights to it, and um, I'm try, I can't remember. What a surprise! I can't remember <laughs> the name of the uh, production company, but the. The movie was done for what fifteen thousand quid. Yeah, and it looks and like fifteen pence. It doesn't. <laughs> it's, that's a bit harsh. They're trying the best, but they haven't got a clue. Oh, that's when the sort got... of review I'd do. <laughs> oh, bless them. No, it's not like that. I. It is one of the worst films I've ever seen, for all the right and wrong reasons. Yeah. I mean, this thing. They they go oh. It, they, there's a narrator and it'll go I walked to the top of the hill and made my report to the general then I went back down and it actually films him walking up yeah. and walking down which and makes the like, narration a little bit superfluous it's bizarre yeah um, there's a main character that plays himself um, it's, so he plays his twin brother but it's him but he's just got a weird twirly sort of 19 uh, turn of the century moustache does on. he do do they do yeah. that thing where you yeah. know they can't afford the split screen, so they just have a moustache oh, on one side, oh, and it's seriously. like it's turning. There's some, <laughs> there's some points in it. The special effects are, 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 are quite frankly, 
if you understand that they had the audacity to put this on at certain cinemas, yeah, um, you won't get your head round it. And yeah, you've you've got to look it up. It's it's a remake. It was out um, about eight years ago, and it was absolutely unbelievable. And and I say the the one of the funnier bits of it, you've you've got all of this going on with the with the effects and all the rest of it and i say a guy playing his own twin but the atmosphere of it the atmosphere if a guy literally just ran up the road to rescue a woman um, from uh, being strapped to the train tracks yeah and then twirled his mustache yeah that scene wouldn't have been out of place with us. <laughs> it was it was that with a caption going ha ha yeah, ha yeah so that that's the uh, one I'll try, I'll try and get the uh, oh it's Pendragon that's it Pendragon Films yeah Pendragon Films War of the Worlds I guarantee you it is extremely hard to get hold of I if enough of you want to watch it I will put it on somewhere and we'll all meet up and watch it yeah but, it's up to you. You'll um, have to let us know. Um, you know, you know my email address: jordan.royce at starburstmagazine.com. And uh, if there's enough of you, I'll I'll do it. But I, you won't have seen anything quite like this. Um, yeah. uh, so Wayne Affy Films. Nice to finally be listening to your show. I've tried for several weeks. At last success. Great to have a part. A pardon the pun. Fab geeky show coming from Manchester. No problem. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you for listening. Why you've been struggling? What you've been doing? Yeah. Um, David Cunningham hi guys not listened for a while what film TV series are you looking forward to that's coming up this year I think the film if you don't say Star Wars you're a liar yeah what about you yeah, well Star Wars obviously and how else um, Terminator I'm, I'm, I'm um, curious yeah, what you're looking yeah. forward to uh, Jurassic World mm, until, mm. until that last trailer yeah it looked great and this last trailer looked a bit mm. oh don't be like that it, 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 it looks alright doesn't it what's wrong with the last trailer but I think we've had the one that everybody was looking forward to just in this last couple of weeks oh yeah 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 Yeah, the wonderful Mad Max which reminds me we didn't do yeah. the ratings last week oh did we not no Oh, because right. we were all starstruck and everything. Oh right, well I I thought I had I, I well my expected was six and my actual's nine cool my expected was brilliant pro- from the trailer looked like amazing so I, I probably expected Seven or eight, and, and nine, definitely solid nine. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. You'd be skylined. Yeah, you'd be skylined. True. Trailers but, but are it, very it, deceptive. But it did right? look so brilliant. It got well, so so so. I'm just saying, trailers are very 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 deceptive. It and, looked it and looked like so much like Mad Max Two, and that was such a great film. So yeah, well that that was good. That was good. Um, yeah, we'll have to worry up. We're getting backed up on emails here. Um, my uh, TV show that I'm actually looking forward to is not new. It's the return of it, Hannibal. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. I yeah. literally cannot wait. If it was on now, I'd just turn the sliders down and you'd be on your own. <laughs> That's I just about go and right. watch it. Yeah. Um, Oleg says, "Good evening, hello, hello, Oleg. Hello. It's nice to have you back again." Um, Kirsty, hi guys. My name is Kirsty. I live in Tampa, Florida. My best friend Joe put me uh, onto you. Love your accents. We haven't got. Is he talking about you? I didn't know we had them. No. Where did we get them from? No, no. I don't know. It's all put on, um, you know. Uh, love sci-fi films. I first heard you both on the Mancunian Candidates. No, that's not uh, him. You don't hear me on that. No, Paul. That's the 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 talented Mr. Ripley. Not that he's not talented. He's talented in other ways, including his um, girth and manhood. And um, 
you say that that's Martin Unsworth, by the way. That's my my oppo. Is that a, that's like I'm yeah. trying to be earthy there. That's a bit like minder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my oppo. Yeah, um, yeah. You say it like it, no radio does. Uh, that can say that again. Yeah. It's like they're all scared of saying something wrong. Yeah, we. I just love to say something right for once. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys rock. Love Kirsty. If I send you a self-addressed letter, can can you send me a signed pic? Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I will. Try, I will do that if that's what you want, yeah. Kirsty. Would you like a request as well? There you go. <laughs> oh, we got a football linked one here, uh, Tony. The FIFA organisation is corrupt. The politicians are corrupt. World governments are corrupt. When will it come out? The film industry is totally corrupt, Tony Willis. Oh, it hasn't already come out. I think that's obvious anyway, isn't it? Look, in this world, sadly, across all these different planes... If money's you, involved, yeah, it's going to be corrupt. Yeah, you get what you pay for. That's what people's attitude is, you know? The, the movie industry is the same. They've got girls that they will hook into being an actress and they will promise them loads of different roles left right and centre and then literally nothing comes of it. it it works on that smaller level then you've got directors that they they pay to have on board and then I mean I've known people who, who've got a movie and that's, I shouldn't, I'm not going to name names but there's a couple of people I know when um, go on you can always cut it out I'm, no I'm not I, can't, I really can't mention <laughs> Could people recording one. it at home Bloody say hell. something say no, something no, the, the, um, people promise things to celebrities and certain directors mostly actors and actresses and they then get them on board with a pre-publicity they raise some funds mm-hmm. they try and sell it and then they go and, and literally bin them and replace them with some mate they know that's yeah. some tuppence yeah yeah you know but, so so if that and that is corruption but right down to the uh, the distribution cinemas so they're, they're tied into certain Studios, that, yeah, yeah, and yeah, if you yeah. you know yeah. little little films cannot get shown at yeah. a multiplex. Oh yeah, yeah, without yeah. Without paying well, you, a fortune, you had it with Sony. Uh, Sony did it. Like I was, I was um, saying at the time that Sony stopped um, the last Rambo film. Mm. Um, they what what happened at Odeon over here? Um, they were trying to do a deal, and for some reason they fell out over the ticket price or some mm-hmm. fee and Odeon completely pulled it. Now, in, if you're listening in Florida or you're listening into the, in, the, in the States, the, the fact that this is a massive chain, they, they, they bought out most of the prospering cinemas in the UK. Yeah. And believe me, if, if Odeon pull it, you ain't going to get what you want. Now, similar thing with us. If WH Smith, which is a massive news agency uh, uh, that, uh, that's got branches all over the UK, if they turn around tomorrow and said, we're not stocking Starburst, we've got problems. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying that. And I shouldn't be saying that. God, I'm giving that away. But yeah, they, they, they yeah, can do because, whatever you, know, you need. Because, you know, our readers yeah. will not have a, yeah. a place to buy it. Yeah. With that, they don't have to walk miles or, yeah. you know, go onto the internet and go on starburst.com and order it. And get the postman to walk miles. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. You know, it, it's that. Actually, we're sort of running out of time. We'd have a quick break now because it's getting. It's actually getting a bit hot in here, and we know Ooh. what Martin's like, don't we? I don't <laughs> know whether he actually does want to siphon the python, or it is actually getting a bit too hot for him. But we'll we'll just go for one song now, and then we'll we'll be back. I've got loads of emails backing up, so I, I suspect I'll just be talking to you guys until we finish. But yeah, studio at Fab Radio International 
international.com Twitter Starburst underscore mag Hi, I'm a French pussycat a very special kind of woman curious about life and what makes living so much fun Men, mmm, they can get you in all kinds of trouble and I love it If you want to see the kind of trouble I'm talking about come see my story Come see French Pussycat. You're gonna love it. Rated R. No. So save us. The Silent Radio Show. Bringing you the best gigs in Manchester and the best music from everywhere else. Three till five every Saturday afternoon. On Fab Radio International. Starburst Magazine, issue 413. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. Those hands are playing the strangest musical instrument in the world. The only instrument that is not touched by hands. You asked for it. And welcome back to the final segment of Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And it's back to the old emails and Denji's on gay music now. Oh, oh dear me. And, um, you should listen tomorrow. Um, and where has Paddy O'Wank gone? Have you sacked him as well? He's, he's, as well he's as getting what? ready for the Blackpool Comic Con. Yeah. And he, there you go, he got a plug. Yeah. You've got to plug out of an insult. You can't say better than that, can you? <laughs> got to plug um, back. Yeah, it's 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 no it's no good at all. Um, Carl, first time listener, quite a refreshing change to the usual pompous rantings of most review shows. Well done. Okay. What, yeah. uh, thank you very much, Carl. It, That's good. It just rantings yep. rather than just pompous. And then he's like, again, Beckham is a wanker city till I die. Well, that's that's the first decent thing he's ever said. It is actually because you know what? I'm not a big fan of football, but all my mates all support Man City because we're proper Mancunians, you see. Yeah. So, so no, I'm with you on that one. Paul Swimner, new fan of this radio station slash show. Best wishes, Paul Montana, USA. We Brilliant. love it when people from the states email in. Because, Thank you. Welcome aboard. Yes, because we we let's just say we are uh, getting a lot out of your culture and TV shows. Yeah, at we're, the we're using your stuff for our means. Oh yes, Julie B is back. She's been on a lot. Like sure. I said she's a what a cool name. Yeah, yes. said this she, for she the first time. No, 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 no. I don't no. think so. No, I wonder what she. What do you do? I think you. I think she's in a band. Yes, yeah, that's, that's I hope a, so. Yeah. Um, just had a weird. Um, Wait a minute. Just, uh, I'm not <laughs> sure what this, this means. Just had a weird today's TV series. All right. Um, not quite sure what you're saying there. Wait a minute. I'm reading it wrong. Um, Game of Thrones and others are heavy into the sex scenes, more so than any film in the sci fi genre, unless you tell me different. Um, I, well, the thing is, sword and sorcery and barbarian thing like Conan and, and stuff like that, you. Um, you have a situation where they, there is a they, they, yeah back in the day if you're going to do it like uh, and set it in the era of Conan or the era of um, Game of Thrones which is not really an era because it's another it never world existed. I know but you know what I mean yeah um, well, a lot of these you, things never existed if you were setting it back there with this kind of Viking-esque sort of 
you know anything Pillaging goes yeah. yeah they they're not their behavior is going to be pretty bad i mean it's it's safe to say in it yeah. it is yeah yeah so the thing but is, they're getting away with so much more than they would do in a film well yeah they are i uh, yeah that's what she's getting at today's tv series like game of thrones um they are they are getting away with a lot more more than films are in the sci-fi genre but the thing is the like game of thrones i think occasionally it's gone too far with it because mm. it comes across as quite juvenile because yeah. there's some scenes i've often mentioned scenes where you know people are acting and doing really serious scenes while they're giving someone up a passage something you yeah. know and and you're wondering well you know is this cool and then saturday night live did that skit on it where yeah. there's a 14 year old kid just going through adolescence to puberty where he's you know writing it and i i do think that george R. R. martin might be a steaming perv i'm not sure but there's a soundbite for you I, mean, I don't know. Well, we've interviewed. He's him got in a nice hat. He's a, he's got a nice hat. Yeah, he's gone for that sort of um, fat alchemy look now. Yeah, but I bet he's got a pocket full of Werthers. I bet he has and all. We've had to do some features with him where we've interviewed him, and the problem is, you try and make him look good, and it's it's difficult. Right? Yeah, you know, and like I say the guy I get the impression that he is quite into writing those bits yeah can we reveal a bit of behind the scenes here go on you remember the the big discussion we had about the contents page and we wanted to put a picture in no go on and you, but go on anyway it was, it I was, don't care it was, it was you can always cut it out it was the end of deadline mm. and we had that's the, why I don't remember yeah. this yeah 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 go on we had the George R. R. Martin interview in it mm. and uh and me and Sean I wanted to put in the uh, picture of Captain Birdseye oh god yeah I remember now yeah yeah. Uh, which it just been like you know a little in joke little the problem is you're getting, you're getting like the, the problem with that is you're dragging him in, in the Operation U tree stuff the whole thing actually Captain Birdseye wasn't in Operation U tree unless you know something I didn't well they were, there's been a few of him though haven't they eh? well we, we were has. going the proper one there have been a few Captain Birdseyes um, I'm not sure about this and there was a. There was I a, hated the one that had the nuclear submarine that was all stubble. And the, he looked a bit like. Wasn't the stubbly one? It was the one that quite, uh, quite very, the, very white. The beard. rugged, handsome new new age captain. Oh, that was a weird one, Captain yeah. Birdseye, where they tried to turn him into almost an, an action man figure. No, but you, Captain Birdseye's got all yeah. fishy fingers, hasn't he? See, well, here's the thing: you guys in the states who are listening, you don't, you you probably haven't got this guy. I mean. You've got your own things like you know the Pillsbury Doughboy and all these. They, I um, you've probably got Jolly Green Giant as well. Yeah. Um, oh, but oh, we've oh. we've got a guy who, who bird's eye fish fingers are huge in the UK, and they decided they're only a long, couple of inches long. I'm talking about demand. All oh, right, demand, <laughs> especially not, on a Friday oh, at Fab. Not, not Demon Land, which w- was a mistake I made once on the phone. <laughs> where I went. She just. I went. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't ring you back. I'm so busy. And this woman, she was from a brewery. You know, it was to do with bars and stuff. And she just says, um, "Oh, not ring you back. You haven't ring me back. Oh, I thought I'd offended you. Hurt. Made it into a joke. You know." And I went, "No, no, no. I'm just. I'm in demand." And she must have misheard me. Oh, it's the way I speak. <laughs> and she just was dead quiet. And then she went, "I'm sorry." And I went, "What? What's up?" And she went, "You just said um, you're in demon land." 
And I went, no, I'm not in demon land. Um, <laughs> you wish you were. I'm not in demon land. That sounds ace. Because de- demon land doesn't exist. So <laughs> that was how that one went. But yeah. <laughs> what can I say? But yeah, bird's eye fish fingers, they decided the best way forward for young people to eat fish fingers is if you advertise it with a very uh, advancing in age. A 60 seat captain. Yeah, a 60-something um, guy dressed as a captain of a ship with a very... Um, abundant white beard. Abundant white beard and a very, shall we say, um, co- um, costume shop dress-up yeah. uh, uniform. And a, a crew yeah. of children. And a crew of um, between 7 to 12-year-olds who had shorts on bare feet and uh, were running up and down the rigging on the ship. And that was how they sold fish fingers in the Uk and uh, do they still do that I think, I think, they, I think it's still there yeah, yeah it's yeah, a different one I, I, has he not been given the plank yet no no no, no? I think okay. he's been spanking the plank yeah I'll tell you but that's how we sell fish fingers in the UK I don't even know if you asked do you know I've never tried to get fish fingers while I've been in the States is that oh. my next job? Yeah, Try and get a fish is. finger sandwich in Las Vegas. Yeah, they might think it's a punch in the face or something. Do you know what? They, I can't imagine. Imagine that a big restaurant in Vegas. Yeah, I want a fish finger sandwich, please. You've got to do Brown that when sauce. you're really, really, really famous, or with someone who's really famous. Get yeah. them to order. Well, that's a safe one because that's never going to happen. So <laughs> that's awesome. You can uh, say, "Don't you listen to me on Fab Radio International?" Oh dear. Uh, Kirsty says, um, have you guys ever thought of doing a webcast live for your listeners where you can talk about sci-fi and answer questions live? I've seen many famous people this way. Uh, thank you for reading out my last email. No problem, Kirsty. Actually, we we would do it, but again, I'll refer you back to the I've seen famous people doing it. So <laughs> that's maybe a reason why we, might put you off we, if you shouldn't, see us. Um, we shouldn't do it. Um and also, I, I'm i not sure... It, the person who asked for the self-addressed letter earlier yeah. on, um, address you want is um, Starburst Magazine, and it's... What's the name of it? This is Nicholas Street, but... If yeah, you, there's two... If you go on the website, yeah. um, on, on. starburstmagazine.com, go to Contacts... Yeah. There is an address there you yeah. can send yeah. things to. Yeah, it's it's sixty Portland Street, Manchester. I can't remember the postcode. That probably goes to the bank downstairs. Oh, it's all right. Yeah, we took over the bank. It's all right. Yeah. We're fine. We've been drilling through. So, so I'll just check. If there's any more? And no, we're free to continue. Cool. For the, we've got about eight minutes left. Right. We've got a tweet earlier Go on, on uh, from Luke J. Spafford Esquire. Oh, he's a he's a legend. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool, are we pleased with this or is food food news more important? Well, food news sort of just happens and some of you guys actually emailing going, where's food news when I don't do it? Yeah, to me it seems like a terrible waste of time and I don't know why it happens, but I don't know, so food news is a conundrum even to me. Even Demonics has has replied to that. He's he's looking forward to Deadpool, but food news is important. Oh, well, there you go. Well, we've got an answer. But but I did like the teaser for Deadpool, I thought. And Mm -hmm. I've also thought all along that he was a good choice to play him. Even when in uh, Wolverine Origins, I thought he would be great and then I watched it and I just think that it's the movie's fault that he was completely wrecked I mean if you read the comic books it even sounds like him doesn't it Mm. Ryan Reynolds it sounds like him doesn't it yeah 
to me, that voice is there. I just think that it was unfortunate. It would have been better if they'd have just tried a different person as Deadpool and then you could have written that movie off and gone, oh, dear me, what a mistake, and then did the Deadpool movie as something new because this will confuse one or two people. Oh, yeah. Um, which it shouldn't do because, yeah, I've pretty much written off that film. That yeah. that film is just a disaster. It, it is, doesn't even fit in now. Now that Singer's done his, his whatever you want to call it, and he's timey wimey bit. Yeah, he's gone and cut and pasted every little bit in that he wanted to put put into a version he's putting forward. Um, it's yeah, it, it's a dreadful film. It doesn't fit in. And if you look at it, you've got an Emma Frost in there that's uh, younger. That wouldn't have actually been born at the time yeah. that January Drones is playing or in X Men First Class. That's why X Men First Class was supposed to be a separate movie. Yeah. And no matter what Singer does and no matter what these movies do, you can't get around the fact that they made that choice to reboot. And it was it was done. They made that choice, and now they're trying to just graft it all in together. Yeah, the bits that people want yeah. to see, they think they want to see. Yeah. And, yeah. So my my, I guess my answer is yes. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope they keep it completely separate from the X Men movies. Yeah, and because, don't lose the yeah. uh, the edge of it. Yeah, they shouldn't do that. I mean, he's still going down a storm in in Marvel comics. Yeah, still selling loads. Still very popular character um, he got married as well and all sorts of different stuff but nothing ever sticks with his saga they always change it and yeah. and you never give a toss that they've they've messed about with it yeah so yes I am looking forward to it yeah and I just will go along with it oh dear sad with you with comics I can never figure out whether you really love comic I, books I haven't, or not I do I love them in theory but I haven't really read anything for a while See, the pro- the problem is at the moment, do you know how many I read a month? Go on. Have a guess. Um, I know you have told me you read all of them, so I'm trying to guess how many there is. Mm. Uh, 100? About that, just over. Yeah, I try to. Some, if I'm not a massive, it's not going anywhere, I will ditch them after a bit and, and see what I'm doing. But I do, it's one of them, I want to follow the stories of them. Mm. But with DC, it's getting harder and harder because like with the new 52, I'm just not interested. It, it the That reboot was a disaster. They're trying to shitbag shuffle out of it now with Convergence and they've come up with, do you know what it's called now? The replacement for their branding of the new 52. The old 52. DCU. U-Y-O-U. Stories for you. They've actually said that they're not going... They're trying to have no continuity from now on. Which is exactly the opposite of what you actually really want. Yeah, they're actually doing this convergence thing where everything gets mashed together. There's a new DC universe, but they're not going to refer back to things that have already happened. So that's how, how that's you, what they've said. I don't know whether it's true. How are you not supposed sure. to get to know a character? Um, the, apparently that's not important. What's important is telling a good story, and it doesn't matter what's happened prior. That's their stance. They're, they're not going to waste a load of time telling, uh, referring back to some story from 1950 or 60 or 80 or 92 or 2004. They're going to just tell a story. That's what they've said. Now, could, I don't know what this means, and nobody yeah. else in Comicdon seems to understand exactly what this... They, it's not a reboot. It's a... It's a reorganisation. So they've accepted that the new 52 
was losing them a lot of older readers that they needed the money of and that's the yeah. fact they needed that cash so they've gone they've literally ended the dc run of the new 52 that no more issues of that at that point they're going to then pick up after this mini series has finished for two months yeah they're, they're producing a load of different comic books that take place in this fight and it's called Convergence and all the different characters from every age of DC that ever was were in a little city on a planet and they're all having a fight and whoever comes out at the end becomes this new universe yeah and and they've done little issues where you've got like the flash from the silver age in it and then you'll have some from years before that then you'll have the teen titans from the 80s yeah then you'll have whatever and they've tried to go back through it all and my cynical side is going yeah that's to get people like me and older than me even to to get back on board with it but then they then going forward and they're trying to grab Every, all the kids that are still buying the comics yeah. in the New 52 and all of the old guard that had buggered it off because they didn't like it yeah. and they're trying to create something where we're all happy and I think that their idea is that we're going to make us all happy because they're not going to make us feel excluded because they're not going to be going on about stuff that the young kids haven't read about years ago and they're not going to we're not going to have the New 52 thrust in our face where this is all new blah 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 they're going to be quite nebulous about mm. what's happened before is the impression. I might be totally wrong. Now, yeah. nobody's seen... There's, there's certain issues available you can see on the DC website for free for the first eight pages of every single issue of it. And can I just say, you know, they were struggling as well with sales of the new 52 year, yeah. and they've now... This new launch year, they've upped it. There's actually more than 52 titles in this. It's absolutely crazy. Now, if bear in mind, if our mag wasn't selling and it was going down the tubes yeah yeah that's like me coming in going i know how to solve this martin let's, let's, do, let's do another let's magazine. do two more then yeah. we've got like three mags that yeah. are losing even more money yeah we'll get mounted to do a tv zone all on his own very strange very 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 strange situation you've got like I say, there's comics for you. Yeah. Um, Marvel are doing very similar. They've only they've done what is again a semi. It's a, both of them are a shitbag shuffle. They, they're saying they're a reboot, but they're not. And the the other one is Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. They're literally doing them at the same time right now, and they both launch the new lineup at exactly the same time. See, I'd have a bit more respect for that if they hadn't already done a Secret War. Yeah, well, this is Secret Wars, but do you know they they've killed off the Marvel Universe now that's been there from 1962 and the Ultimate Universe and they're going to merge in both yeah 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 but it's, it's yeah they'll be back to normal soon keep saying it but all they keep doing is moving the chess pieces about they, they're not actually finishing the game they're yeah. just moving the pieces back and forwards I don't I don't really enjoy comics like I used to because yeah. it's one of the reasons I've stopped, a, I've stopped reading it's a mess now it's a mess and you don't feel invested anymore because every single thing that's going on in comic books with Marvel and DC right now is is it doesn't feel like it's got a consequence going forward doesn't feel like I mean if you're saying that you're going to ignore a load of stuff that's gone on that you've been reading yeah do you know? Imagine, it's, it's imagine, picking, yeah, it's pissing people off because, yeah, yeah. why have you read that then? Yeah, imagine you've, you've enjoyed it at the time, well, but imagine, it means nothing. All right, I know it's, I know it's difficult, but imagine like Coronation Street um, as an example. I don't watch the thing, but I when I've watched it, it, it's got its own new stories, new characters, everything mm-hmm. moving forward. But every now and again, there's a nod and a wink. 
to something. Yeah. It's not rubbing it in your face. You can't enjoy it. But it's if there's a 60-year-old watching it and yeah. a 20-year-old, the 20-year-old will be loving these new characters and watching the stories, whatever. And the 60-year-old will love the fact that someone's mentioned when Rita's bloke got run over by a tram, you know. Yeah. And uh, you go, I bet everybody... I do, do you have Coronation Street in America? They I don't do. know. They probably do. The but is, um, yeah. anyway, there you go. That wasn't a spoiler about the tram, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> They might not be up to that yet. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> might yeah. still have Len Fairclough on. I know. Well, we've got one minute. Have we got anything we can end on? Uh, Doctor Who, Symphony. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was great. And if anybody in the UK, it's still going on. Um, it's got different dates at different cities. Find out where it is. The BBC, the Doctor Who Symphony, the orchestra's great. And if you've got kids, it's amazing because all of the characters are there all mingling within uh, it. I um, was sat in an area with people that were slightly disabled because I wanted to be right near the stage and my coat got jammed in a a lady that couldn't walk or stand properly and um, I couldn't move and that was a bit of a problem when I wanted to go to the toilet in the break um, you've got a couple of things you can do there maybe yanking my coat out of her chair so that she kind of couldn't remain did, did she fall on the floor? Not quite no, the, the weird guy with her grabbed her and he looked like Dickie Davis from World of Sport oh brilliant he might have been I Dickie forgot Davis. that he did. He did. He looked like him. Do you have he a just... little silver streak? No, no. He looked like a younger version. He might be some some grandson of his or something. But yeah, he was weird. He was just like watching this, and yeah, it's very odd anyway. But what can I say? It's been a weird show tonight. But yeah. Uh, but, but thanks for coming along with the weirdness. With the weirdness, I mean, it's a given though, isn't it? Really. That's why they come back. But yes, the music says it all. I'm afraid it's over. And I've been Mike, and he's been Chris, and we will see uh, you. Over. Oh, God, my God. He's been Martin. I've not done that. There. Do you know what? The music's still playing now, but for the, this once, I'm going to address that. I publicly apologise for such a so far. <laughs> no, for both of you. That's awful. Good God. The Manchester oh. radio bit, you get. But this... That's terrible, that, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm talking over the credits all the way. Is this a unique... Oh, God. Yeah. I'm sorry. Am I forgiven? Of course you are. All right, OK. Well, we will see you next week. Listening to Starburst Radio. 
the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International.